Hey there, warriors. I have a special guest today that I'm really excited for you to meet. And shes it's interesting because she's somebody that I met through business and she's helped me a lot with my messaging and, and just a lot of things. But it didn't take long before she and I actually became friends. And although I value her professional expertise and experience so much, I think that what how we've connected in the heart has become far more important to me. And so she has this big, long list of accomplishments, and she's quite a bit younger than me, so it kind of makes me mad sometimes, but <laughs> she has a lot of accomplishments, including she was in the military, which I have a lot of respect for military, so I so appreciate her service. She was awarded a bronze star. I mean, I can remember I got a blue ribbon in a foot race in fourth grade or something, but she has an actual bronze <laughs> star in the military. <laughs> And she is a business owner and has actually started many different businesses. She's a single mom, which I think is probably her most valuable position. And so without further delay, and she's the founder of, you know, I'm going to let her tell you, I want to invite you to join me now for the next maybe half an hour. You're going to get so much out of my friend, Kaylin. Hey, Kaylin. Hey, thanks for having me on. You betcha. So you are now your, your branded KMC digital. Is that right? Yes, we did a rebrand. Can mm -hmm. you just tell me just a little, tell mm -hmm. the listeners a little bit about what you do there? Yeah, we, well, we're a full service agency. So as you know, we do a little bit of everything, but we have a heart for purpose-driven brands. So people who aspire to impact the world with whatever it is that they do, we know you're inspiring your audience with helping them overcome challenges, whether it's from addiction in the family or just overcoming, you know, anything you, you touch on so much now. I know in the beginning it was very niche and you've expanded. That's sort of like us, but we tend to work with authors, speakers, coaches, and businesses who just want to impact the world. Like one of our clients, for example, advocates for reserve and guard military members in Congress. They advocate on behalf of their pay and benefits and they're internationally, they have a footprint in nationwide, but also internationally. And so um, they are definitely purpose-driven. They exist to help out that audience. And so we have a lot of clients like that. I so, you know why I love that so much? Obviously we need toothpaste and cars and things like that in our lives. <laughs> so, you know, most companies are really important and, and we appreciate a lot of the brands, but I just, anytime I meet somebody who is in business. Let's face it. We're, we're in business. You want to make money in business. I mean, we're not fools, but mm -hmm. that you're, you're heart centered in business. And I think sometimes people try to disconnect their heart from other aspects of their lives, like their professional life. Yep. And I'm glad that you are a person that's not doing that. Uh, but you and I were talking, yeah, we've talked so many hours, but recently we were talking, it was kind of funny how you mentioned the iceberg because in my nine weapons of hope in one of my weapons called your focus it is it was exactly about that i have an image created and it's that very thing where the top of the iceberg the part you can see this is what we think about people this is our perception of their life mm -hmm. and then i don't know the the fraction but the, the you know they call it the tip of the iceberg the iceberg below the water isn't it like multiple times more than what you see. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't, um, I don't know that kind of math on it, but 
what a great analogy. And you were talking about that because we've talked a few times and you're a very humble person and you don't talk about the people you've met on your journey through life, whether it's in the military or your other travels and business, but you've met some very interesting people, some famous people, some people who've accomplished amazing things. And you were telling me the other day that you look back on pictures and you were standing there with these accomplished people who, by the way, you probably thought had all their, you know what, together, (laughs) but they probably have their own iceberg. And you're looking and you're going, wow, but this is where I really was back then. So tell me a little bit about that, because I think so many people could relate to this. Oh my gosh. I know it was, it's funny because you asked me, oh, what does KMC Digital do now? But this is like the third or fourth iteration of my little marketing company. I was doing freelance and here's basically the gist of it. I was on active duty in the army reserve. I was stationed out in Los Angeles working at joint force base Los Alamitos It's got every branch of service there, Army, Navy, Air Force, you name it, they have it, but they're all reserve side. And the National Guard is the biggest presence. Anyway, that's really not relevant, but that- No, but that's interesting. I'm glad you told me that. I'm actually (laughs) writing notes about that because I didn't know. (laughs) Yep, Joint Force Base, uh, they also have an Olympic swim team that trains there at the pool. It's an interesting base because if you want to get on there, you can go on with just a regular driver's license. It's a pretty, pretty interesting location. So I would, that my office was there and before they, basically they kept me on active duty orders when my civilian temporary job ended. So they did what's called a RIF where the government basically just decides not to fund your job anymore. It's the only way you can get fired probably by the, by the U.S. government, I would assume. (laughs) Most of the time they'll, and even if they do a RIF, they try to reposition you somewhere else. But the problem is my friend who was deployed, I was actually filling in her slot. So there was nowhere to transfer me to because I was temporary anyway. However, at the time they were starting up this, uh, the West, so the the Army Reserve headquarters is on the East Coast and they didn't really have a, a West Coast headquarters, but they were trying to manage all these soldiers all across the United States. So apparently the powers that be decided we need a West Coast headquarters with a two-star you know, general in charge of just everything west of the Mississippi. It was like 22,000 soldiers were underneath that blanket. And so they had little old me without a job and a qualification in public affairs for the army. The position they needed to fill to stand up this new headquarters was a lieutenant colonel position. And I was a lieutenant with the no colonel on the end, <laughs> which, <laughs> so I had barely. I think it takes a few more years than you were to become a, a, a colonel, right? Uh, Yeah, like 10. So I, <laughs> so I'm sitting there, you know, considered, you know, junior officer. I'm probably four years into my career. And um, General Frink, who I love, he actually works for KBR and, and uh, he was a great mentor for me at the time. Um, He says to me, hey, I heard you're the only public affairs officer we have. Just come on an interview and we'll see if maybe we can get you some full-time orders because we really need your skill set. And we heard that your job is, you know, it was basically leader taking care of his troops. So I went in, did the interview with him. He thought, you know, you probably would make a good fit for this. And anything that you don't know how to do, we have a team of colonels that can come alongside you and mentor you and everything like that. So I was just kind of in the right place at the right time. I learned a lot about public affairs at like a higher level. I was able to work with 
the East Coast headquarters for the whole army. I got some really cool assignments. But anyway, long story short was while I was doing that assignment, I got pregnant. I was newly married and found out we were having my daughter, Kaya, and thought, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how I'm going to get up at 6 a.m., go running on the track when I, you know, nine months pregnant and, and everything. And do I want to keep, because they said, you know, as long as you want to work, we'll keep extending these orders for you because it wasn't a real slot. They were kind of making a job for me to fill a need they had. Um, so I said to my then husband, I said, you know, I really would like to explore helping people with their websites and things like that. And a lot of the colonels that I was working with, they were going to retire. I mean, that's how much rank I didn't have because they're at the end of their career. I'm at the beginning of mine and we're sitting in the same staff meetings. I'm looking around like I should not be here. But <laughs> but anyway, a lot of them said, hey, you do public affairs stuff. And doesn't that involve like design and websites? Why don't you, you know, I've seen what you do at the headquarters, but could you help me with my personal stuff? And I'll give you like 500 bucks or, you know, I was charging like nothing. I think somebody paid $250 for a website and I built the whole thing. Wow. And I know I was like, well, yeah, okay, I guess. I don't know really what I'm doing, but I'll help you. And obviously over time that morphed, I did go to school for web design and development and I ended up going back for um, advertising and marketing and design, like a more advanced level. But at the time I was just using what I knew to do, which wasn't as much as I learned later. So anyway, it started with that and just doing little freelance assignments. And then, you know, the $200 came, went up to a thousand. And then we, I started going, okay, I really need to either do this for real or not. And so I made the decision to go all in. My first company was called Stars and Stripes Marketing. It was all military focused because that's the world I was familiar with and quickly realized I wanted to rebrand and expand to just small businesses. And then it morphed, but the funny part about that story in the iceberg that you mentioned is while I was building Stars and Stripes Marketing, not even two years after going through all this, maybe it was three years, like I, my marriage started to fall apart. My daughter was like two, two and a half when things got strange. And uh, there was just warning signs everywhere that this marriage was just not going to work out. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? And I'm like, well, I still, I, I still have this little business that I'm growing. So like, even if stuff doesn't work out, I don't, you know, it, it started to get bigger and bigger and bigger to where I could live on my own income. And then everything was going great. And we were, the business was doing really well the first time around. I think we had it one year where I went from zero to $240,000 gross sales. And I, my brain just exploded because I was like, I've never made this much money in my life. And a lot of people would laugh and go, that's not a lot of money. But for, uh, for me, growing up, you know, with 19-year-old parents and, you know, temporarily on food stamps when I was a kid, we, you know, that was a lot of money for me. So, well, you I know thought, what, Kaylin's interesting about that, too, is that maybe people would think that wasn't a lot of money. But here's what people do not understand, how hard it is to build a business <laughs> and the likelihood of failure percentages. Totally. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in year two and we just made all these sales and I'm sort of having a panic attack because I'm like, okay, now we have to deliver all this work and there's only three of us on the team and I don't know if we're going to get it all done, which we did. But right as I'm at my highest level in sales in my life, my marriage is happening is now like I'm talking to lawyers about filing for divorce and 
and I'm not sure what to do. And, and I'm, you know, emotionally, I'm sleeping maybe three hours a night. And then there was a situation that happened where I just, it was an emergency. He had, I had to ask him to move out and I filed for divorce not long after that. Um, and so basically the next five years were spent my entire, all the clients that I had, I hung on to them as long as I could, but emotionally I couldn't even function. So slowly I let go of my team. I lost the bigger clients cause I couldn't keep up. And I even told some of them, you need to find somebody else to help you because I can't right now. I went back into the workforce what I could, if I could get a babysitter, I, I waitressed. Um, I started doing really inexpensive websites again. Um, and, but the whole time I'm trying to network. So I've, you know, I, I had invested in like nice suits and, and stuff like that and nice shoes. And so I'm like, okay, with the money that I did make, a lot of it went back into paying my team and, you know, the office that we worked out of and stuff like that. But a lot of it, I also had used to help myself kind of get it ahead and reinvested it into the business. So, I mean, I remember flying to events on a credit card with like 20 bucks in my account and thinking, I'm going to have to eat the food at this conference all weekend <laughs> or else. And then when I get home, I'm going to have to use this 20 bucks to buy like a ton of pasta because, you know, and then somebody's watching my kid and I knew, okay, if this invoice gets paid on time, I'm going to be able to pay the babysitter when I get home. If not, That's I'm a lot of stress. Ask. Like it was just all the time. And I, I'll never forget going to the sky ball in Texas. I literally, my divorce was final. I'm in the crap. I have like no money. I, I, I don't have a ton of credit card debt or anything. Cause I managed to kind of stay good on that, but I was pretty sure my car was about to get repossessed. So, um, <laughs> The client flew me in and one of my team members were at this thing to network. My head's not there, but I'm trying really hard to focus. I'm trying to make as many contacts as I can and let them know, hey, we do websites, we do this, we do that, we work in the military. And um, I'm like getting my picture taken with Gary Sinise, Medal of Honor recipients, Robert Irvine, celebrity chef guy. And like, this is just one event, but I had been to a bunch of events that year with all sorts of people. But I just remember standing in that tent thinking, I am like this, like I didn't even really want to be there. I couldn't enjoy the moment and everybody, all my friends, right? So then you're posting them on social media to be like, hey, look, I'm, you know, I started my business and I can work with you. And here I am at this event with one of my clients who literally the client I had, there was a long story behind that. Um, that wasn't so great, but they ended up uh, basically spending through all of their budget that they had for building the company. And I had no clue that that was going to be our last month with them. And so they ended up not fulfilling their contract that year. And I had to write off like $24,000 in debt. Wow. So, and the FBI was involved because it was not, it wasn't like we weren't doing the work. It was, they were constantly keeping us busy to keep up appearances. It was a whole long story, but um. Yeah, I got interviewed by uh, somebody from the FBI and stuff, and it wasn't pretty. But well, it was, I was so to you too, because you're thinking, what about my <laughs> reputation? I don't care if I have 20 bucks in the bank, at least, you know, I'm truthful and honest. Right. And then it all worked because somebody's like, well, if you like one of a friend of mine was like, oh, you, you know, better be careful. And I'm like, I've done nothing wrong. We execute. So I had all my records together. I gave it what I had. I also 
some of the investors that I didn't even know existed who apparently gave these guys money. It was a whole long story of them taking money from a group of investors to build out a company. We built six websites for him. Everything was in place to start marketing it. And he, he always found a reason not to launch. Um, so he kept us kind of busy and that was his MO to get them to give him more money. He would say, oh, we need it for something else. Yeah, we like need to do Ponzi one more thing. Game. Exactly. But I was like the unknowing participant having no clue. I'm like, and finally I said to him, when are we launching? I said, I'm starting to like, cause we were done in April and it, it was October and we still hadn't started the, he kept redesigning all the materials five, six different times. So anyway, I mean, huge learning lesson for me, obviously, but in the meantime, like I had made so many contacts with different groups of people that years later, the fruit of that came through, but it took a long time and I took a lot of work that was not good and people just didn't know. And then people just thought, oh, she's, you know, doing well, she's successful. They would invite me to things and I was just, I'd be like, oh, I can't make it. I would always say like my schedule has a conflict. I wouldn't go to any, anything that I was invited to because I couldn't afford to pay for the tickets. So yeah, if people, and, and there's a lot of marketing agencies now that advertise themselves and you can tell it's harder and harder to tell now, but there are a lot of people out there that are advertising themselves to be a lot bigger than they are, have a lot more experience than they really do. You know what, um, Kaylin, that is such a good example because you're, you're giving that example, <clears throat> excuse me, in business, but we mm -hmm. see that everywhere yeah. with every walk of life where people are positioning themselves. And, you know, you've heard me say my social media warning, which is lives lived out on social media may appear better than they really are, <laughs> but yeah. you could say that, you know, lives lived out anywhere. And, and you know what, we should put our best foot forward, right? I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes I look like absolute crap at home. I mean, I do try to actually get up and put on makeup and, and show up for my life, mm -hmm. but there are days when, you know, I get up really early, I'm doing my thing. My hair's in a ponytail. It's not happening. Right. And <laughs> I'm typically, I'm not going live on that. I'm not going to put that picture up uh, because you also don't want to, you just want to be your best. So I get all mm -hmm. that, but I am so, I do not like people pretending to be who they are not. I don't think when you were attending those things with $20, you were being someone you were not, you felt uncomfortable. So there's a couple of points I wanted to make. One is that those people were not all that you thought they were either. Yep. And I'm not putting people down. I'm sure they were great people, great accomplishments. What I'm saying is everybody has a story. Everybody has stuff. You know, you don't know what, what's going on in their lives, just like they didn't know because you know, when I met you, I would have never guessed anything. You present very well. You're so well-spoken, confident and all that. But the other point I really wanted to make or ask you really is this is why the statistics for business failure are so high and everything. It's hard to keep going. It's yeah. hard to start again. It's hard to reinvent yourself because when you have these so-called failures, and I don't think they are necessarily called failures in my book. But when things don't go the way you want because of timing or whatever it is, so many millions of things, then it's just so easy to feel like a failure, to feel like a loser, to feel yes. whatever, lose your self-worth, your self-confidence. And so I think people could really relate to this, whether or not they have a business, but I do think a lot of people listening will relate business-wise, but how, what is it? What was it? What is it 
about you, and I don't know if you have one thing, you and I haven't talked about this, <laughs> that you kept going. How, how is it that you kept getting back up and getting back up and did not give up? I honestly could not tell you what I, my father would say, I'm just stubborn, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's when stubborn is good, huh? Yeah, right. He's like, oh, you're just stubborn. Cause he, I mean, he was one of the ones that said, go back and get a job, Kaylin, you're torturing yourself. And I said, no, because I know that when I worked for corporate offices and when I worked for the military, I know that I got positive feedback. I know that I care about my quality of work. And I do know that I love helping people. And so in my head, I thought, you know, sometimes, you know, they say like, if you plant a seed in a bad environment, it's just going to die. You can't, you have to know yourself. And I did lose confidence for so long. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm just so bad at everything. I'm bad at marketing. I'm bad at business ownership. I'm bad at this. I'm bad at that. And what I have come to realize is there's certain things that are just innate to my industry that everybody is sucks at, to be honest. And then there's things that are just personality driven in my, in business in general. And I was just, once that switch flipped in my head that, um, that I did not just do something that like, it, it was so funny because growing up, I always thought, oh my gosh, if I'm ever like, if I ever don't have enough money, I'm, I'm, my life is going to be over. And it's like, my brain couldn't fathom not having any money. And um, because I never needed help with money, I always, you know, I did all the check the box things. I got a degree. I used my degree to get a job and my job paid well. And I, I never, I always felt comfortable financially since I was even, I started working when I was 14. I got my working papers and I, I always even bought my own clothes and stuff in high school. So I never felt that pressure until I had a daughter and I could not just work whenever and wherever I wanted to. And that, and but in my mind it was like oh my gosh I have no money most of the people who said they were my friends are no longer speaking to me because I can't participate in life the way I was able to before and I'm still waking up every morning and having to do something and I thought do I want to invest my time and energy into somebody else's dreams or do I want to invest my time and energy into my dreams and really build something that I can pass on to my daughter if she wants it yeah. I don't want to well, and how about the lessons that you pass on to her too? Yeah. Of perseverance and of believing in yourself and your creativity and and all of that. Oh, if anybody has stories about that, it's her. She seen me when I was I mean, there was days I wouldn't even get up out of bed just to play with her. She was like 3 and I couldn't I could not it was much easier for me to lay in bed all day and just sleep it off because it really felt like the world was imploding because you're thinking, okay, I owe this person money. I owe that person money. This client's mad at me. I have to finish this website deadline, but I, I just can't, I just mentally can't do it. And then you're like, okay, what else can I do? And so, yeah, I think that I just, I have that annoying quality of never giving up even when, but there, I mean, there's been so many times, even now I still str struggle with self-doubt and I struggle with depression sometimes. Well, Not don't you think, I think that's a good point to bring up though, because I've been talking a lot about this lately about warriors and the myths about us. I definitely consider you a warrior in life and business. And, um, 
that, that one of the myths is that we are never scared and we don't have any self-doubt. Right. Right. You look at those confident people, the people who you consider to be successful in whatever area of life it is, and you don't, you automatically think that they don't have the same types of struggles you have or the same types of feelings. And here's what I found. I feel like, oh yeah, I'm definitely crossed the courage line. I'm living over here in the courage space. I have self-doubt. I wonder what I'm doing sometimes. I wonder if if I'm on the right track. I get scared just like everybody Mm -hmm. else, but we do it anyway. Yeah. I feel like you just do it afraid. That's it. That's it. You do it afraid. And I think too many people don't want, especially in our society today, we don't want pain. Yeah. But aren't you already in pain if things aren't going well? Right. Well, and we want instant gratification and the iceberg is all the things that we don't. Okay. Cause we've talked about this that everyone thinks they're going to build an online business. And five minutes later, you're going to have a thousand customers because you know, the internet is so big and you can reach millions of people at a time. And because and re- like you said, there are people out there saying you can. Yes. There's a lot. There's some fibbing going on in the marketing industry. Yes. Um, there are the only strategies that work in marketing are old school strategies that you just apply to digital media. If you just want, you know, in a nutshell, but I, I would say that I think that that instant gratification mixed with, um, gosh, just the the desire to be liked by everybody, the desire to have people think that you're amazing, or like I was completely driven by pride in the beginning, pride and not just you know that I could do something more than just what I was doing, like working for somebody else. It didn't matter if it was a government job or a corporate job or a job for a person that owned a business. I wanted to own my own thing. So it wasn't that I looked down on those other careers because I loved what I was doing in the military. And honestly, probably what I wanted to do is stay in for my full 20 years. But when I had to focus on making money, I had to switch gears. But I mean, the point being, you can't like, dwell on what it is that you screwed up or you feel that you messed up because on the outside looking in some people never even knew any of that stuff was going on in my life and I talk to them now and I'm like oh when you met me I was a disaster and she's like really I would have never thought I just reconnected with somebody from San Diego that I had talked to years ago and she's got a book launch happening she's all over social media right now in the military space and we reconnected and it was just fun to kind of connect with her again and you know, I was the, actually, I think I met her a month before my car got actually repossessed. And then I had to, <laughs> I had to pay three times more to get it out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but isn't I've, that the truth though, that we don't, and I, and, and we're not here to be, be depressing about that and say, well, you know, everybody's got this terrible iceberg underneath. I think it's the, what's important about it. What you're talking about is to keep the perspective Because if you keep looking at other people's lives, I call it OPL, right? You spend so Mm -hmm. much time focused on OPL. It's a completely distorted reality. Yes. Because, because it's, it, I think everybody, we're all, we're all an iceberg. Yeah, totally. And that's the big, when you and I talked about the danger of comparison and uh, how that gets you in a lot of trouble, it really does. Cause I do see other people who started businesses five and six years after me, some of them eight years after I did, and they're already millionaires. Okay. Well, let's, let's, you know what? I, I really don't like, it probably goes against my post on St. Patrick's day now that I think about it, but (laughs) honestly, I, I, Kaylin, I'm here to tell you 
no matter what I believe spiritually, there is something about luck and timing in certain things in life and business. And, and the, mm -hmm. if we spend any time focused on those people that I don't want to say those people are successful just because of luck, you cannot just have luck. You've got to work hard. I'll give them that. But you know, it, it's kind of like, how is it that there's this restaurant here that I went to, we moved here in August of 2020, you know, the whole COVID thing. And we go in there, my brother and I, when we, I first moved here before Rich even got here and I, we go in there and, oh my gosh, it was just nobody in there. Brand new restaurant open for since April, talking to the owner going, oh boy, uh-oh, so sorry for you. You can't get into the place. Wow. It's so packed. And why? We think about it all the time. Well, they have good food, but lots of restaurants have good food. Yeah. It's off the beaten path. It doesn't, it's in a strip mall. It's off the main thing. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because there aren't a lot of restaurants like it around there. Well, it's a busy road. You know, my point is we're sitting there analyzing when we analyzing it when we go there because so many other restaurants went out of business. So that's an analogy right. of, I don't know, maybe the answer is I'm not really sure. <laughs> right. Well, the but funny if you thing spend all this time looking at those other businesses that have done, which you yeah. so wish you could have and what whatever, then what happens to what you're doing? Oh, you get distracted big time. And I think now we're in this age of, you know, you're quite a bit younger than me, but we didn't have the internet. We didn't have, you know, until I was like 30 something and we didn't have all this in our face. So mm -hmm. comparison wasn't really as much a part of life, but I think especially yeah. for younger people, but everyone's caught up in it. Now it's hard not to compare if you jump on social media. Well, here's one thing I, I have found out there's three businesses in particular that I've come across that literally skyrocketed past me. And I was so confused, not confused because they are great and they did great. They do great work. But what I did was I, I never went for funding. I never took a loan out and I never went to pitch competitions to get money. All three of those had infusions of over a million dollars in cash into their business by a third oh, wow. party. So obviously they're overnight millionaire. <laughs> right. But you know what else? You said something earlier. And I think you said it the other day when we were talking and you've said this to me before that, and I think this is analogous also to people in their personal lives, because we spend so much money on our appearance, mm -hmm. on our cars, on how our house looks. It's everything is about the looks and the thought of investing in yourself without an instant return. Cause you know, if you go buy that new car, you got that cool awesome feeling right away yeah you you've talked about how you made all this money and you didn't go out and buy the new sofa you invested mm. your money back in your business so your business is like another entity living breathing thing that's a part of you and you invested back into it and I think too many people are afraid to or reluctant I don't know why to invest in their businesses or their personal growth in fact I think yeah. people are more apt to invest in a business even than their own personal and, and you talked about earlier. So if you don't invest in yourself in getting healthier, if you yeah. hadn't got healthier, would you be where you are today? No, there was so much healing because when people, what people don't tell you about being an entrepreneur, especially when you use your own name, you know, sometimes in your business, it's an extension of you. So you're, it's almost like you're naked on the internet with everyone staring at you. And it's like, <laughs> there's no one like telling you, don't worry about it. You're just like, oh my gosh, I just put myself out there. And you know, people are really mean online. And so they're going to say things to you that you would never have them say to your face. And, and now I'm over it, you know, 10 years into this. Well, I guess this year will be 12 years now. So 
But in the beginning, any little thing, even if someone says, oh, I don't really like the color of that logo that you just posted, it would hurt my feelings. And I, I was so soft skinned at the beginning. And now I'm like, oh, you know, everyone has an opinion. And I've learned you just don't know the story of where someone came from. I even have a client that I think I told you about that he's worth quite a bit of money and has some very fancy, you know, fancy contacts. And he's, he's in a lot of celebrity circles and um, his childhood would not have, if you knew how he grew up, you would never imagine that he would be where he is now. And I love that. I love those stories. I know you look at him and you're like, man, he must have grown up with a silver spoon and quite the contrary. He grew up in a really, really bad neighborhood in New York City. And so I always think about like what a down to earth person that he still is to this day when he could retire tomorrow, probably five times over. And he doesn't because he loves what he does. Yeah, so, well, he's choosing to be that down to earth person, too. We get to decide who we become mm-hmm. when we have success or not. Yes. Yep. And that's the other part of it. Like uh, now my goal is to really just make it so that my daughter has a great time in school. We have a comfortable place to live in. We have a great community around us. To me, that's success. Because before, I mean, the first time I thought I was, you know, hit the jackpot because I made a couple hundred thousand dollars and I was like, oh, what do I do? Well, you know, we didn't have any really great friends at that time. It was me and my husband fighting all the time. A lot of my close friends either moved away or we weren't in touch anymore and everybody was work acquaintances. And I can say now that the opposite is true. And I've, I've had to do so much healing and forgiveness and, you know, cause through all the battles, there's people that you bump into, things don't go right. And, you know, people talk about you behind your back and they, you know, they ruin your reputation in certain places, even when you actually had nothing. To, anyway, that's a whole nother story, but I, you go through the ringer when things start People wonder, like, what's up with that person when you start, we went from doing well to perceivably not doing as well. Yeah. And so, you know, you do lose friends. It's amazing what how people will treat you when they think that you have money or they think that you are a certain level of success. They don't treat you the same. And I didn't understand that. And I didn't even ever make millions of dollars, but, you know, we're comfortable. We're doing okay for ourselves. And that's, to me, my quality of life is the community that I'm in, you know, and the church that I go to and making sure I feel connected and making sure my daughter has great friendships where I can talk to the moms. And, you know, that to me has been the biggest blessing is just the community we're in now where we live and business being like our clients that, that I work with are just so, I get to know their families and their dogs and their kids. And, you know, it's not like, I'm going in and pushing buttons and helping them grow their business from this anonymous, you know, I am the Wizard of Oz agency that you don't get to talk to ever. It's, it's personal. And because they're purpose driven people, it's, it's much more fulfilling to do life like that. Yeah. So it sounds to me like going back from the very beginning, that because you are focused on connecting with those people, it's so true about your circle. I have that one of my weapons is that circle of strength. And it's so important. Yes who you let into your inner circle and who you they're they're not in there always because of the relationship. Oh, it's my sister, even sometimes my spouse or whomever. So we try to jam people into something like your inner circle. They're my tightest people and they have the worst influence on you. And then you wonder why you're going around in a circle and disappointed by people all the time. So 
here you've decided to have a heart-centered business to connect with people that have integrity mm -hmm. and are also heart-centered. Your perseverance, your determination, which I think pe people are losing these days. It's that lack of courage, you know, afraid of failure, afraid of what people will think. You've kept that going. And then um, on top of that, making sure that you are connected with the right people and did the healing work so that you're not this kind of person with this massive iceberg showing up for business. It, it sounds to me like your iceberg under the water has shrunk, which is what you want. Yes, definitely. And it doesn't happen overnight. There's times you think you're over something. I always say to my daughter, I'm like, if you think of a person in your mind and your gut reaction is, oh, you need to pray for them <laughs> and you need to forgive them for whatever is making you feel icky about them, because that is just poison in your soul. And that was the biggest oh, thing that, that helped me get through so much because, you know, I was just surviving and people around me are like, what is wrong with you? And they don't realize that I'm in you know, the lowest level, what is that Maslow's hierarchy of needs? I was in like, <laughs> I need bread and water. <laughs> like that's where I'm at right now. And so, you know, and a lot of entrepreneurs you'll hear, like I put my, I pay for a conference with my credit card. It was, I had no money. And there's so many people like that. And a lot of those people who don't give up because secret to life is if you don't give up, you actually eventually succeed. Look at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. But, you know, what I think the biggest thing is like, when people are on the doorstep of success, they either walk through that thing or they freak out and they quit. Yeah. Isn't and that what, what's said is that most people quit on the one yard line? They do. And it's like, and I've seen it happen. There's like on the flip side of those millionaire businesses, I mentioned, I've seen a ton of businesses start before or after I've started and they're not here anymore. So, um, you see just people in your ecosystem kind of come and go and you realize like, gosh, if I had quit and gone back, you know, I've gone back into the workforce probably three or four times. I was so ashamed of that the first time. And then I thought, I'm just making a living so I can pay for my bills that's, while I, I think that's just dream. part of the process though. Yep. And you know, it's like, I, Rich always says, you know, there's no failure, only feedback. So yes, he's that, right. I mean, right. I mean that, okay. So a, I guess if we wanted to look in the dictionary, a failure would be the business didn't make it, but we're talking about the the length and the width of your life. And it is not linear and it is not an upward trajectory, nor is it a downhill, you know, smooth sailing. Right. Right. Life mm -hmm. is twists and turns and ebbs and flows and ups and downs. And the problem is you said it earlier, we want everything right now. We want our personal development to happen now. We want our businesses to <laughs> succeed right now. We want our kid to turn around now. We want everything yep. now. Yep. And, and so of course, we're quitting all the time. Yeah. To your point. So I think that that what I would really take away, I take away so much from what you said today, but definitely um the determination to you didn't keep going in that same lane, but in the grand scheme of things and scope of things, you did keep going. But people think, oh, well, that didn't work. You're a loser or you know, you're a failure. Well but you went down a different lane in the same scheme of things, right? Yep. I That's stayed in media changing and, and, and um, adapting and finding a different path. That's, that's success. 
Yeah, success looks uglier than everyone realizes. You don't just wake up one day and there's a million dollars in your bank account. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, whatever <laughs> endeavor you're at. I mean, you look at a, a, a top athlete or anything. You know what it takes to get wherever these people are? Oh my gosh, hours and hours of repetition. Yes, and too many people quit on the one yard line. So I think we should close it on that and say, don't do that. Warriors, warriors don't quit. Nope, um, don't but quit. Warriors get scared. Right, Kaylin? Mm -hmm. Warriors have self-doubt. Warriors sometimes even feel like quitting. Yep. Is that true? <laughs> Absolutely true. But we don't. That's why you need that circle. You need that circle of people that you handpick to speak into your life. That is so critical. The people, if you don't believe in yourself, you need to hook up with someone who believes in you ASAP. Mm-hmm. It'll Right? Let somebody else believe in you when you can't believe in yourself. Yep. So true. Well, thank you so much, Kaylin, for coming and, and joining me today. And hopefully you'll come again because I know we have a lot to discuss. We didn't even talk about, you know, you went through a very difficult thing in your childhood that, and, mm. and again, it's not to go after this one little, little huge thing that happens to us. And it's really to illustrate that everybody's going through something that you have no idea. And it's, it's not just so that we can be more empathetic and understanding of other people, but I think of ourselves too, mm -hmm. because we beat the yeah. crap out of ourselves thinking that everybody else is doing better than we are in every area of our lives. And it's true. not true. Right. Right. Okay. Kaylin, thanks again, my friend. I look forward to speaking with you again. I really appreciate you coming. And I know that somebody's going to get a little nugget out of this that will be life-changing for them. So thank you again. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time. And in the meantime, if you want to jump into Warriors and Hope and get access to free resources and check out all of our other coaching and resources, go to warriorsandhope.com. Whatever you're going through, know that you are not alone. I'm standing right there with you and alongside you as you stand up and learn how to fight how to become a warrior in hope.